0: Hi, this is Monica Olivas. I love running, eating, and sharing the best tips and strategies to help you run your best life. It's time to get inspired, do the work, and be brave so you can chase down your goals. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Repeat podcast. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Repeat podcast, sharing a rundown of tips and strategies to live healthier and happier in a fun way. Now, here's your host, Monica Olivas. Hello, hello. It has been way too long since we've hung out. I've missed you. I'm excited to catch up on all of the things and we have a lot to talk about, but some of it we'll have to wait for upcoming episodes. I think the last time we hung out, I had a broken foot I was living somewhere else. And if you would have said COVID-19 to me, I would have had no idea what you were talking about. If you would have said coronavirus, I would have thought you were making a joke about being hungover from too many coronas, but stuff has changed. And in the warmup, I'll kind of talk about a little bit of it because the stay at home order, even though at this point it has been two or three weeks out. I don't even know how long ago it was. It's hard to keep track of things. It was a little frantic of a situation that I'll share a peanut shell of in the warm up today. But since we're talking about the coronavirus and how to stay healthy, some kind of best practices and places to get information, I want to share a big disclaimer that I'm not a doctor, scientist, Scientologist, therapist. This is a roundup of some of the places where you can get some information, how to stay healthy and running during the COVID-19 outbreak, but it doesn't replace medical advice, common sense, formal therapy, always, always, always just kind of use your own best judgment and do what is best for you. Boom. How simple, right? But I I feel like it's very, very important to say because also (laughs) things have changed and progressed really quickly with this virus. So if potentially you heard, read, saw something that was accurate, a week ago, it might not be accurate today. And that is kind of the case with some of the information I've seen for sure. Or it's not that it's not accurate. It's more of a yes and situation where yes, that is a good thing to do. And you should do this on top of it. So I just want to remind you, as you are running around the world or not running, staying at home, whatever you're doing, just make sure that you are turning to fact-based experts, solid resources when you're getting new info. Like I said, I'm not a doctor, but I went to school for journalism and one of my favorite quotes, which is helpful for everyone to kind of think about is I don't know who said this actually, but my professor did. At least that's where I got it from. And he said, if your mom says she loves you, check it out. And it was kind of this exaggeration, but maybe not, of if someone tells you something, you need to check it out. You need to double check it before you share it, before you believe it, whatever it is in a lot of situations. So just cross-reference the information you're getting to make sure that it's consistent and seems, yeah, fact-based and truthful. And what is ultimately, super importantly, what is best for you and your family, friends, the people that you are quarantined with. Are we still saying quarantine? social distancing? I don't even know. But let's start off with a warm-up. In case you're new here, the podcast is usually broken up into three parts, warm-up, the main thing or an interview, and awards. I'm going to try to keep the structure kind of the same, even though this is a special episode. And for the warm-up, I want to share a super quick version of what has been going on since we last hung out because it is applicable to my freaking scramble to find somewhere to shelter during this outbreak. It was kind of frantic and stressful. And if you have any questions about it, because I feel like I don't even know, I can't get and we don't have three hours and 35 minutes to do a warm up. So, the nutshell version of it is in December, I sold my condo, which I had been talking about this. This isn't news, but I had this genius idea because I was like, I'm very pro minimalism. I don't need a lot of things. I'm not someone that really values monetary gifts from people. Well, maybe I don't mind. I mean, monetary gifts for sure, but just gifts isn't my love language. If you just want to give me cash, I'm not going to turn it down. Um, But I, I really am more of a minimalist kind of person. And I thought, well, this works out great. I am selling my condo. I'm going to stay at... Extended stays, Airbnbs, vacation rentals, long-term rentals, as I figure out where I want to go next, because I was living in very South Orange County. My family lives closer to LA, and it's not super far distance-wise, probably a little over 40 miles, but that takes a long time with the traffic in LA, (laughs) I really want to say LA sarcastically, like this little YouTube video where they're talking about people talking about the tacos in LA, like that they're better. Anyways, I you know what? I'll put that in the show notes, that little clip, because I think it's fun. It's making fun of my people and I don't care. The tacos really are great here. So whatever. Anyway, my genius plan was to stay at rentals as I figured out where I wanted to be, because I knew I wanted to be closer to my family, but not necessarily in the same city. I probably couldn't afford anything. It didn't seem super runner friendly. I used to really love Long Beach, but it's been a long time since I have hung out there a lot. So I was kind of hopping around, staying at these places for a while, as I looked for, you know, something to go On the market, that was within my price range. There wasn't a lot on the market. I wasn't in a super rush because I did want to fill out some different places first. So I stayed in Redlands at an Airbnb for a while that was closer to my brother. That's closer inland towards Palm Springs, like the Coachella area. And yeah. That was nice to be closer to him, but he was actually planning on selling his place and moving. So I wasn't really looking at it super long-term. I, w- I wasn't sure what he was gonna do, but I wanted to vibe it out. It was a, it was okay. Next, I went to stay, I actually needed a place in between my next more long-term rental. And I stayed at an extended stay for a little bit in Irvine. It was a super awesome corporate vibe. It seemed very professional. I felt like I was very efficient there in working. It just felt like people were there to work locally. Maybe they were in town for something. They were doing meetings. It just the vibe made me feel like I wanted to be on top of all of my work and my life. And I liked it. That was kind of for a short time. Then I stayed in Long Beach, which I loved because I love Long Beach. But then I realized I don't know how to parallel park. And I'm just kind of, I get nervous and anxious when I'm on the spot. So the pressure of even needing to parallel park, it just made it that much worse. So that was relevant to the situation because there were times where I parked so far, it was comical, but not. And also times when I wanted to go run an errand and I realized that because of parking, I should just stay, stay home because I wouldn't be able to find parking after. Oh, well, it was gorgeous running. Next, I house sat for a friend for a month. And that was, that's also Diego's friend that lives there. And I really love that because they have a dog door. So I don't have to go walk Diego super early in the morning or late at night to go to the restroom. It is the small things, the not midnight pee breaks for Diego and parallel parking that are really life-changing and I value. And most recently, and relevant to the situation, as I was looking for a next long-term place, I was staying at an extended stay outside of Irvine. So it wasn't in Irvine, but it was like, I thought the same, there are multiple companies that do extended stays. I thought it was the same company and would be the same vibe. It was nothing of the sort. And yeah, it was just a very different situation. It seemed like more people were kind of between housing and just living there. When I checked in, there was just like a couple that were, I'm not exaggerating. When I say 30, I'm trying to like downestimate it. 30 trash bags full of their stuff in the lobby. And just, it was just a different vibe for sure, which is fine. Whatever. Who am I to judge? I could, I, maybe I should even live in a trash bag because actually maybe that would help protect me from coronavirus. See, this is why you can't just trust what people say. If I would have ended it there, don't do that. No one do that. Okay. My point is (laughs) I was staying at an extended stay And it was a more informal situation. And everything started to come out more and more about the coronavirus and, you know, just trying to be safer. It was at first just it's going around, you know, wash your hands and just try to be careful, try to be more diligent about things. It was, very, it was the very, very early stages of it getting to the U.S. I think at the time it was still just in Washington. So it was on my radar, but nothing major. And then I feel like it happened quickly, but maybe not. I stopped, you know, using the water fountains. I was like, hey, maybe I shouldn't be using public water fountains and just trying to be more mindful of being, I, d- I don't want to say like clean as if I'm like, dirty, but, um, just trying to have some best practices to try and stay healthy from there, though, it seemed to escalate quickly and things were starting to close. And then all this time, let me take a step back and say, as this was kind of ramping up, I did start thinking maybe I shouldn't be living in a public place, basically. Like there are a lot of people coming and going. I'm getting into and out of this building where there are a lot of other people coming and going. Like they're touching the door handles. And I just, it's harder to keep a cleaner space when there's a lot more people around, right? And also I didn't have a full kitchen there. So I feel like I was eating more takeout food, and i just thought i'm probably being sloppy with this and i want to be smarter so it was already in my head movies that i should go stay with my family until all of this blows over but and i and i had talked to them and they definitely wanted that to happen as well but as that i i figured in a couple in 2 weeks you know like once my time was up at this At this place that I had reserved through the end of the month, I would go stay with my family for a month, right? Well, there was a fast forward on that because I remember at this point, two or three weeks ago, however long it was, I was getting ready for bed and I was just like, let's just see what's the latest update. You know, it's kind of following the case's that were in California and popping up around the rest of the country and the world. And they had already closed the schools at that point. And that I think is when I started to, my family was like, Hey, maybe you should come here. And I was like, yes, (laughs) I definitely should. The Schools were already closed. So it was like, okay, stuff's getting real. And I went to check the news to see what was kind of going on after avoiding it that day. And The governor of California said there's going to be a shelter in place order, basically. And this was the first one in the U.S. He was the first one to announce it. I checked this at 10 o'clock and basically the day he announced it, he announced it around seven, but it was effective at midnight. And because this was the first state to put this into place, it's not like I could tell from other situations where this was being announced and I had also kind of been hearing about what happened in China and their lockdown was legit. I thought, what does this mean? Like, are they going to actually in the shelter in place order? Cause I actually pulled up the formal document. I think he references the national guard and I Really got genuinely scared because I'm basically staying at a hotel, you know, over 40 miles away from my family in a different county. So I don't know if this place, if there's going to be different restrictions depending on where you are. I think it was fair to be genuinely concerned about this at this point, because it was so new and unknown. And it just seemed like it had escalated very quickly from closing down the schools for, you know, a week or two, to there is a shelter in place order. And kind of following along loosely with the shelter in place in China, that was aggressive. And I talked to my ex, he is very like math science brain. He just wants to know the facts, but he had sent me, so he was kind of just like following along. He had given me updates and and said that he had seen videos out of China of them kind of chasing down people that didn't want to shelter in place. And he was like, and they're afraid if people are sick. So they actually, back to reference the plastic bag, threw a plastic bag over this guy like this is like a cartoon caper where they throw like a huge net over someone, except for it's a plastic bag so that this person, if they like breathe, cough, spit, cry, whatever it is, it will be contained in the bag. I don't know the details of this bag, but I was like, wait, are they, is that going to be the shelter in place situation? Because I don't want to shelter here. I'd rather shelter at with my family. I had the worst night of sleep. I almost packed up my stuff right then and like headed over, but I knew I have a small car and a big suitcase and I had kind of my stuff because I was working from there. I have like this little thing that I put on top of a desk for, to make it a standing desk situation. I just had stuff that I would, I I thought I would had to make more than one trip. And I had already taken a melatonin to help me fall asleep. Not that it worked. I thought I shouldn't be driving at that point. Good call, right? good for me. But the next day, I got up, I got my stuff and headed to my family's and since then have been trying to get settled here. Luckily, my family has a back house that is like a studio apartment. It's like a small little studio and I have had to mainly order things online because stores were closed by the time I got here. Actually, Ikea was open with limited hours and I went there. I checked it on the website from one day to the next. I checked it one day. I was like, I'm going to go to Ikea tomorrow and just get a bed. So I have like something to sleep on because the studio is unfurnished. And I had just checked the previous day and then I go to Ikea and they stop me in the parking lot. Someone flags me down as I'm trying to kind of turn in. And a girl is waiting right there and she says, do you have an online order? I said, no. She said, well, we're only doing online order pickup. Sorry. And it was crazy because I passed this Ikea often on the freeway. And it's like, obviously this huge building and this huge parking lot. And it was very weird to see it so empty. It almost felt like and this is what I would imagine, but in the same kind of general area, Disneyland being closed, there there is something weird about this place that is always so lively and full of people being completely closed. But I have had to make it work with just ordering things online. I did, as this was all leading up, because I figured I would be quarantined at some point. And I saw one of the first people that was quarantined. I don't know if she was originally someone that was on the ship. But they she was quarantined in a room. And she showed a video of it from her phone. And she had a treadmill in the room. And I was like, oh my gosh. I need a treadmill if I'm going to be quarantined. And so I ordered a treadmill. That was one of the things that I ordered first off as my survival requirements. The treadmill came and in my defense, I thought I was going to get a bed from Ikea. I had the treadmill much earlier than I had the bed. So I finally got a bed like yesterday, but I've had that treadmill now but that shows where my priorities are, right? All of this is just to say that the last few weeks have been an adventure and very interesting. And really, I have been focused on just getting settled here because when I moved, I have a small storage that has a few things, but in large part, I gave away or donated all of my furniture, just like a lot of things. I didn't have, I I was saying I didn't have a spatula. Like I really needed all of the things and that's not a big deal because I'm not super fancy. I wasn't into, these aren't things that are you know, living essentials, but it wasn't as easy as just going to the store to get them. Because by the time I realized all of this and was trying to figure out what I needed, stores like Ikea were closed and I was able to go to Target. So I have a spatula in case you were concerned about that. And I mean, I'm living in my family's back house. So they have all of the things. I'm not over here trying to flip pancakes by hand. Actually, you could do that though, right? You don't even need a spatula. If you grease the pan and you flip it, not that I know how to do that, but I just realized maybe I don't need a spatula for pancakes. The moral of the story is that I didn't have a home when the governor of California said, stay home. Related to this, have you seen the Samuel L Jackson video where he reads the bedtime story Stay the F Home? I think it's funny. If you've seen it, no, you don't think it's funny, but maybe I'll put a link to that too in the show notes at runitrepeat.com cuz I enjoy it. I enjoy the vibe of it cuz he is not messing around. I think he's in pajamas too. I don't even know. Feel like I said the word pajamas word right now. I don't normally say that word. I don't own any either. It's a little fun fact about me, but that's a little update of my personal life in a peanut shell. I'm a little distracted because there's a very aggressive bird outside right now. And if you can hear it, then at least the bird is happy, right? God bless the bird. But let's get into the main event. Okay, I 1000% get it if you were over it. If you were overhearing about the coronavirus, that's a little ironic that you're listening to this podcast right now, but I get that you're over hearing about it on the news, maybe seeing jokes about it, all of the things. I hear you. I I hear you right back even though you're listening to me. I hear you, but the reality is that things are still changing it's important to know what are the latest guidelines and best practices. And you still should have a way of getting that information without watching the news all day. You don't necessarily have to be watching all the news, watching all of the different stations and channels and however you're getting your information, but it's important to know what's going on because things have changed and things have changed specific to how they relate to running and suggestions for running. At first there were races canceled and running groups stopped meeting, but it seems like depending on the area, those things have been taken a step further, steps further, potentially depending on where you are. There are a lot of public places and including trails and paths that are closed. And recently, even the CDC suggested that people wear cloth face masks when they're out in public and social distancing might not be possible. So if you're at a grocery store or pharmacy And especially if you're in an area that's what they said, significant community-based transmission, they suggest that you do wear a face mask. And this brings up potentially if you are running somewhere or walking somewhere where there are a lot of other people around, should you be wearing a face mask? Some of that is specific to your area. So first, I just want to suggest that if you aren't potentially following all of the news, all of the time. You do you. However, make sure that you have a way to get the latest information, if nothing else, in a bullet points version. I really like, and I'll put links to all of this in the show notes at runitrepeat.com, but the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention website, the cdc.gov, they have a lot of information and there are specific links and icons where you can just click and get the info that you need. If you want to know symptoms, if you want to know the latest guidelines, if you want to know just the latest stats, also the World health organization, which is the who.int. They have a lot of information. And what I appreciate is both of these sites have Specific coronavirus sections from the very beginning, if you go on the website. So you can just get the info you need. There's not a ton of headlines of, you know, local puppy gets coronavirus or something else that can distract you. And five hours later, you realize you're learning how to train a giraffe on YouTube. It can just take a lot of time and emotion and effort to just, if you're just there to get information, I think those are good resources. Also following your local government on social media or checking their website for info that's specific to you, because this has been a very unique situation as well in depending on where you are and how much there is, you know, the community spread from the coronavirus in your area. There are different guidelines for different places. And you just want to make sure that you are doing all of the things that you can do to keep yourself healthy, to keep the people around you healthy, to keep anyone that you are interacting with healthy as well. And yeah, I think it's important to just lead by example. Also a reminder that This is like the double check it, right? If your mom says she loves you, check it out. I did a random video yesterday. It's on my Instagram at run it repeat about something funny that happened to me at Costco. I don't know if it was really funny, but just random. I just wanted to share because I like, I have no friends and I like to share things. And I put on gloves and a mask. This is what I was wearing at the store. And I was trying to show like, I thought the situation was funny that I was wearing gloves and a mask and this thing happened. I had on new gloves and a new mask. Like I grabbed new ones because I took off the gloves in my car when I got in back into my car after being done with shopping. But in the video, it looks like I'm wearing the gloves from my Costco trip that I wore all the way home. And I don't know. Messed around on my phone and then decided to to do this video. And I am touching my face in the video because I'm trying to brush hair out of my face. (laughs) I got so many comments and messages about how you're not supposed to do that. Like, don't touch your face. Oh my gosh, throw away the gloves. I did. I thought it was obvious. I thought it was just assumed. Like, I'm not wearing the same gloves, but apparently it's not. So I'm just saying sometimes you see people do things on social media, wear things a certain way go about their day, however, and it might not be the best practice and it just might be a misrepresentation. You just want to double check how you are living your life and how you are going about things and making choices based on just just the facts, right? I also want to give a mention to a couple of podcasts that I've listened to recently that I think are solid and relevant to the current situation. One is the Doc on the Run podcast. I actually discovered him when I hurt my foot. Most of the time he talks about running injuries, but he did an episode recently specific to, it's called Top 3 Coronavirus Mistakes for Runners. So he kind of explains in part why it's important to not run with someone else right now. And just keeping in mind that since you can get it through coughing or sneezing or close proximity, would you really want to be running behind someone that is breathing hard? And you know that if you breathe hard on a glass or a mirror and you see that condensation and you're running behind someone that is breathing that hard, if not harder and breathing in right behind them, just stuff like that. I think it's, it's a short episode and he is a runner and a doctor. And he has a podcast that you sh- can listen to about that. Um, the Ben Greenfield podcast recently had a Q&A 409. So the episode is called Q&A 409. And he shares some biohacks for the coronavirus. I really appreciate all of his tips. And anything that you can do to kind of strengthen your immune system is always a good thing. Right? So you can check that out as well. Third, the Endurance Planet podcast had an episode recently. It's titled ATC 308. ATC stands for Ask the Coaches, and they specifically answered questions and addressed the coronavirus and running. So, adjustments that you're making right now, kind of safer exercise guidelines, adapting to the new race season. This is a very unique situation where races. A lot of races have just been full on canceled or postponed. What now, right? And just the mentality of making those abrupt changes, what you can kind of do if your race is canceled and you were potentially supposed to run a race in two weeks and now the race isn't scheduled for three months, potentially. I think especially if you're not working with a coach to kind of hear a coach's opinion on that is really good. So you can check all of that out. Actually, this isn't a podcast, but I also wanted to mention Coach Steve. He's been on the show in the past. He's a running coach. He coaches the Soul Runners. They would normally normally be training for the Long Beach Marathon right now, but they can't meet because of everything going on. And a lot of the areas that they used to run are closed right now. But I saw I was texting back and forth with Steve and I saw that he had posted five tips to exercise during social distancing. He also does yoga and I think he teaches spinning classes. So he might be leading stuff online as well. I'll put a link to that in the show notes so that you can check it out. All of those, I will have links to everything that I mentioned. So if you want to get some more info, if you wanna just get the facts from some of those websites that I mentioned, you can check it out there. And finally, my big life hack, I do this for all of the things. I am not someone that is very type A or controlling. I think I might seem a little bit more uh something along those lines because I am loud and enthusiastic, so it seems like I want to take charge, but I'm not someone that thinks if you want something done right, you have to do it yourself. No, not at all, because No, I understand that I'm not a perfectionist. So if someone else can do it better, just pay more attention to detail by all means. Have at it. I'm here for it. I appreciate it. So one of my life hacks, I've been doing this for the longest time. I don't really have, I I joke that I don't have a lot of friends, but I do, I have come across people. Maybe I will call them my friends. And if I know that someone is smarter than me, better than me, more informed than me, about something, I do not hesitate to ask. Oh, a couple of years ago, I full-on out of the blue, text a friend because I felt like she was very uh, what's a cult when you're good at't home stuff, keeping your home together? I knew that she would know if I could just put, I had my first down comforter. This is a while back. And I wasn't sure if I could just put it in the wash machine. Did I have to dry clean it? I had no idea. I hadn't talked to her in a minute, but I texted her and I was like, hey, can I put a whole down comforter in the wash machine? Do I have to hang dry it? She completely knew. Of course, I knew she would. And I trusted her answer. I didn't have to also Google it and ask someone else and check Pinterest and look up the instructions with whatever kind of comfort it was. No, I trusted this person knew what they were talking about. It was a shortcut for life, a shortcut to Google, because there's so much info when you just Google something sometimes. So if you have people around you that are legit informed and smart and trustworthy and reliable and know how to communicate accurate information. I will take that shortcut. No problemo. And I have done that a lot recently. My ex-boyfriend is an infectious disease doctor. I have not hesitated to text him and double check things when I am concerned about running outside. I don't going to the store, like wearing a mask, not wearing a mask, um, how thorough I should be with washing different things, all of the things. And I genuinely trust his information and his opinion. I mean, this is literally what he does. And yeah, I I just like trust and respect his opinion. I have double-checked on a lot of it before I have done anything. So, I just want to share that if There is someone that you feel is a trusted, reliable resource, and you don't necessarily want to spend a ton of time researching it yourself, relevant to this, watching the news all day. If you can just kind of get the facts from them because you need to maintain your own mental health, then more power to it. You just want to make sure, like I said, check it out. Right, And that really goes for everything. I also want to mention along with this, I, because this reminds me that I did an Instagram story yesterday. I went to Costco, I wore gloves and a mask, and I thought something kind of funny happened. So I... Came home and I did a video telling the story, but I put on a mask and gloves to tell the story because I felt like I was trying to set the scene. It was like a reenactment. Where do they do reenactments? Like, I don't want to say 2020. Anyways, some TV show where they're reenacting things. I'm so creative. Such great use of words, so descriptive. But you can check it out. It's at Runny Repeat on Instagram. I am wearing the mask and gloves, explaining what happened at the store. And I, at various parts in the video, touch my face with the gloves because my hair is getting on my face. Now, I assumed that everyone realized I took off the gloves when I left the store, like what I got in the car leaving the store. I took off the gloves carefully and I mean, to be honest, I threw them on the floor of my car, but I was going to get them carefully later. I didn't have a trash available, but it wasn't the same gloves that I went shopping with. And that was just touching my face. I got so many messages from people saying I should have thrown the gloves away. I should not be touching my face. All of the things. I assumed that that was understood, that these were not the same gloves. But A, a lot of people did not realize that. B, what I'm and what I'm more concerned about is that I was kind of being a bad example for someone that thinks that that's how to do things, and so you just want to double check on things like that. If you see some a-hole me in this case doing something. Regarding how to stay healthy in the coronavirus, I'm telling you a story and you're like, oh, she went to the store, she was wearing gloves, now she's touching her face or she's running outside and just, uh, I don't even know, like asking a stranger if she can sip from their water bottle, whatever it is, don't assume that this is the best way to do things. If you are seeing pictures and video on social media, sometimes it is a poorly done reenactment that is not accurate to the best practices. And yeah, that's all I got regarding that anyways. So if you have any questions, ask me. I think lately the best way is to email runeatrepeat at gmail.com, or you can leave a comment or DM me on Instagram at runeatrepeat. Now let's get to the awards. place today goes to all the people working to keep us healthy, keep food on the shelves, keep the trucks running, keep the lights on, parents who have had to step up when schools are closed, people that have shown up to their neighbors offering to go to the store for them. I have heard so many awesome stories in these very scary, hard times. And there are still so many people that are having to show up for work to do what they can to kind of keep things going. And it's awesome. First place all the way. Second place goes to the leaders and experts who are sharing fact-based info in a helpful way. That's also compassionate to keep us all informed and healthy. And it's hard to do to give people information in a way that is prioritized and just easy to understand and easy to implement. And when I come across that, I am super grateful. And finally, third place goes to you. Yes, you, 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 you. I'm pointing at you right now. I'm sorry if it's rude to point, but I am enthusiastic about this. I super appreciate you listening after the hiatus I love you. Stay healthy. And yeah, let me know what you're doing right now. Tag at run, eat, repeat on Instagram. Let me know what you're doing while listening. I think we'll all be doing kind of similar things, but who knows, right? Who knows? And yeah, all the info from today's show will be in the show notes at run, eat, Thank you so much again for listening. Have a great one. Thank you for listening. For show notes, recipes, discounts, and more, go to www.runeatrepeat.com. You can also connect with Monica on Instagram by following at runeatrepeat and on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash runeatrepeat. Be sure to subscribe to the show and please rate and review in your podcast app.